it's the criterion. It's the criterion. 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 In. 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 Everybody, I am Conrado, and welcome to the Criterion Project. This week, Rachel and I are opening our own sushi restaurant because we're talking about Criterion number 922, The Other Side of Hope. Rachel, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm ready to talk about this movie because I think it's the first time in our podcast journey in which we are going to disagree heavily it seems like from what i've seen on your letterbox <laughs> um, so i'm excited because it's surely not going to be the last time we usually have very different taste in movies so um we'll see how this goes yeah yeah we i mean we disagreed a little bit on great gardens i would say but uh but yeah this this is gonna be it's gonna be interesting for sure yeah so before we get into it um what have you been watching in the Criterion channel? Do you have any recommendations for people out there? Yes. And so I decided, I thought it would be fun to go through the romance uh, section of the, uh, of the Criterion channel and just start, just start watching them. And I ended up with two sort of supernatural uh romances okay <laughs> uh, yeah just by chance i watched uh the 1942 film i married a witch oh. uh starring friedrich march and veronica lake and it's about this it's a screwball comedy uh which i really enjoy those from the 30s and 40s and it's about this woman who uh, is uh, in the Salem witch trials at the beginning uh, and is declared a witch, but she actually like is a witch, but she give uh, her and her father uh, give a curse to the, uh, to the people, to the family that condemned them. And uh, then it zooms back up to the 1940s. And there is this man who is about to get married and uh, they're, they're cursed. They can never find love. And so they, uh, they kind of try to play a prank on him that, uh, that they are going to make, him fall in love with her as a witch anyway and uh the the only catch is she ends up falling in love with him which is what wasn't supposed to happen and it's kind of it's got a little bit of a feel of sort of uh bewitched or or some of this kind of thing sort of and veronica lake is really charming and it was pretty funny and uh, it's uh produced by preston sturgis and definitely has the feel of sort of his his style screwball comedy that he would do and i enjoyed it i thought it was uh i thought it was a a fun little weird kind of movie uh it's definitely yeah i enjoyed it it's it's definitely got some as far as them falling in love and stuff is sort of sort of it's sort of done uh there's not a whole lot of depth to it or anything like that but i i enjoyed it and I so if you like if you like that kind of thing, uh, I thought it had enough laughs and 
So that was the first one that I watched. I think Veronica Lake is, was pretty pretty charming. And that this was my first movie I've seen with her. So mm-hmm. that was fun. And then the other one that I saw, uh, I watched uh, the 1945 adaptation of the play Blythe Spirit. And this is directed by David Lean, who I just think is such an incredible director. Like he has such variety. I mean, it's interesting. I talked about a David Lean movie last month with Brief Encounter. And now here's Blythe Spirit. Of course, did Lawrence of Arabia, which is a movie I love. And uh, I mean, it's just so different. And this was very funny, I think, with this uh man played by rex harrison who uh he's newly married after his first wife passed away he's a he's an author and he's writing about a seance and so he decides to actually have one so that he can write about it accurately and Mm -hmm. and it ends up calling forth the spirit of his of his dead wife and she just starts making everything uh, they can't get rid of her and she starts making everything crazy for them and for his new wife and it just it's i thought it was very funny i really enjoyed it and i i'm excited because evidently they're they're going to be doing a new adaptation next year uh with dan yeah with dan stevens and judy dench and uh, a bunch of british actors so yeah that sounds like fun they both sound like uh a lot of fun i haven't seen them before so maybe i'll give them a try mm-hmm. yeah if you like sort of screwball romantic comedies i think that it was was really this was really funny i'd actually seen the play before but it's been a long long time uh and uh yeah i mean rex harrison i think is great he's really funny at this kind of thing i think this is a lot funnier than arsenic and uh, arsenic and old lace which oh yeah <laughs> always thought was a little bit overrated i didn't think it was that funny this similar feel i think this is better so okay there you go Mm -hmm. all right i have been um watching a lot of um silent short films Mm. charlie chaplin and harold lloyd which Mm. a lot of in the criterion channel and having a good time with that i saw a really good Charlie Chaplin short that I hadn't seen before. It's 45 minutes, so it's a bit of a like medium length. Like, mm-hmm. um, called Shoulder Arms from 1918, and it's basically this like uh, the story of like what if Charlie Chaplin was in the army during World War One, and it's like it's it has a really a bunch of really cool gags. It's really funny, and um, yeah, it's got some inspired stunts. There's a section in which the the trenches in which he's sleeping fill up with water and he can't go to bed, which is really funny. And also a section in which he dresses up as a tree in order to infiltrate the enemy, which is also really fun. Um, so that was good. I also want to make a recommendation for a movie that has been added to the channel but is leaving on June 30th. So hopefully mm. people will listen to it and we'll have some time to um, check it out because it's one of my favorite movies. It's um, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. The musical adaptation of the you know show that was on i guess off broadway back in the 90s created by john cameron mitchell and then he directed this movie adaptation which i think is one of the best um musical adaptations that we've had in you know i guess recent years even though it's 2001 which is almost 20 years ago at this point but um 
but it's really great because it's very different in structure from the show. The show is basically like a concert and the movie totally changes that, but it works so well. And it's a story about this, basically, um, this guy who uh, is a gay guy in East Berlin, but in order to leave because he falls in love with an American soldier, he has to transition into a woman because it's the only way that they will allow their marriage. But then uh, things happen and, and she moves to America, but the guy leaves her and so she ends up alone and she becomes this rock star, kind of, that um, uh, this like, you know, like a glam rock sort of punk rocker girl and, and it's like the story of like everything that's happening with her. Um, yeah, it's a movie that meant a lot to me, especially when I was a teenager. I really love it. So um, anyone who mm. likes sort of like rock musicals, glam rock, um, you know, stories about, you know, I guess like queer issues also, um, give it a try. It's a, it's a pretty unique movie. Um, and it's only going to be there until June 30th. So hopefully you guys can catch up with it. Do they say it on the Criterion channel when it's leaving? Or do yeah, you just read so, that? So it's a little, we were talking about this online yesterday that it's a little annoying not quite knowing how long the movies are going to be on the channel for but i've discovered that if you scroll all the way to the end of the main page there is a section that says leaving right now it says leaving june 30th and last month it said leaving may 30th and i assume they're going to do it every month and then you can see all the movies that are going to leave by the end of the month so i can give you you know i just did it now and i'll tell you that on june 30th movies that are going to be leaving include uh, The Virgin Suicides, Bugsy Malone, um, Mildred Pierce, um, Mulholland Drive. So they have a bunch of movies that are leaving uh, on the 30th. So mm -hmm. you guys may want to check it out so you can catch some of them before they leave if you've really been looking forward to any of them. Oh, that is good to know. Yeah, because we were wondering about that yesterday with uh, the, uh, I was particularly thinking about that with some of the George Kukar ones that they're featuring right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and how long yeah. they'll be in there. Yeah, none of them are leaving on June 30th that I can see, but um, yeah, I, I agree with you. It would be cool if, um, if, if we could know that a little bit further in advance. A month is good, but maybe a little more would be even better yeah yeah definitely uh yeah it's interesting i'll have to check that out i haven't seen it uh that, that sounds it sounds good i mean i love i love musicals so uh, yeah. i'll have to have to take a look um yeah so there's lots of good stuff right now on the criterion channel check out definitely okay so let's go into our main event um the other side of hope from 2017, directed by Finnish filmmaker Aki Karismaki. And it's basically, um, how would we describe the story? Do you want to give it a try? Yeah, it's basically about this these two men. The one man uh, ends up uh, quitting his, uh, he sells his kind of share in, uh, in this business uh and uh he uh he decides to invest he wins at gambling he decides to invest this money in uh in a new restaurant and then this other man who uh is uh, at the beginning of the movie you see him showing up uh on this uh, uh cargo ship uh that he has the ship 
that he's uh, hid in the coal, I guess. Anyway, and uh, he is trying to get uh, asylum uh, as an immigrant. Uh, and so there's sort of his story and then also his sister who uh, ends up getting uh, brought over uh, from uh, Syria, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just about how these two men end up kind of helping each other and end up meeting each other and their sort of story. Is that fair explanation? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good explanation. I think, yeah, it's basically the story of two uh, men crossing paths. One of them is the Syrian refugee trying to make it uh, to Europe and finding asylum and also finding his sister, like you said. And then the other guy is this um, sort of middle-aged Finnish dude who is going on a, I guess he's having a bit of a midlife crisis, right? You also, um, he quits his job, but you forgot to say that he also is basically separated from his wife and um, uh, basically decides to turn, to change his life over. And, um, but I think the thing that's more unique about this movie than just the plot, although I think that's also very interesting, is uh, the style and the sort of because it's it's a comedy of sorts, right? Uh, maybe you can you can talk a little bit of your experience watching it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I actually ended up seeing the beginning of this movie three times because I kept falling asleep. I I just this movie just did not interest me. I really struggled to be invested in it. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It just to me it felt that the story just wasn't doing it for me and I wasn't mm. laughing. Um I, I don't know. I like I, if anything I thought it was more of a drama and like <laughs> once the stuff with his sister started happening that was more interesting to me. Uh but I don't know. I just I I just yeah. didn't find it interesting. I think it I think in this case we're talking about something that has that will depend the enjoyment of the movie will depend a lot with personal uh taste and aesthetics. Um how would you describe the the style of this movie? I'm trying to find the right uh it's very droll and it's very deadpan, right? Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, it definitely has its deadpan moments, but I wish it had almost been even more that way. I'm trying to think of uh I mean, it doesn't try to really be quirky, like, say, Wes Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of who is kind of a dry-type humor that uh, really... Yeah, well, the movie that it made reminded me of, because I just saw it recently also, and it's another movie that you don't like. It's one that's out in theaters now, uh, The Dead Don't Die, directed yeah. by Jim Jarmusch. So I think... It, he's a good comparison. I think also a good comparison is, do you remember when we did our 2007 episode and I had a movie, You the Living, a Swedish movie that was a bunch of comedic vignettes? Yeah, but that movie was funny. That I thought. That, yeah, I remember I, you I, liking that. I thought that was way funnier. Just the whole scene at the dinner party in that was... Well, that scene is a masterpiece. That is so. That is the funniest scene in the movie. Yeah, that's a great scene. Um, but I, yeah, that's, that's definitely, that's a good comparison. I, I, uh, 
yeah i mean i liked this better than the dead don't die just because i thought that movie was so heavy-handed with its messaging to even that the narration was literally explaining what you were supposed to get out of it over mm-hmm. and over again and i'm just like i'm not stupid i get what you're trying to say like you don't have to tell me about commercialism in your narration I mean, yeah I don't know. that was very irritating to me so at I, least like this movie wasn't irritating to me mm-hmm. like that movie was it it just was i don't know it just wasn't interesting to me i just kept getting really bored and um but i thought the performances were really sweet I, it definitely had a sweetness to it which i enjoyed mm-hmm, definitely it, it's not a cynical movie which sometimes these can kind of walk that this kind of humor can kind of walk that line mm-hmm. too cynical and yeah. you know just being like i don't i don't you know not into it but mm-hmm. i think that's a great point i agree with that a lot i think there's a lot of uh yeah i agree that this sort of uh, style of movie with um you know when tends to be very satiric of like you know, the deadpan and the droll is supposed to signify how, like, we are all, like, kind of, like, zombies in the real world and, like, people are, like, very petty and whatever, making light of, like, the issues of our lives, kind of. But I feel like in this case, uh, what Aki Karismaki is doing is almost the opposite, right? Because he's trying, he has a lot of empathy and he's trying to show this sort of, like, social issue, basically. So for me, this movie is a very interesting way of of tackling, uh, because a story about a refugee who comes from Syria to Europe usually wouldn't be told in this way, right? It would usually be a straightforward drama and be much more like realistic, um, like, you know, like handheld camera and like very following from the back as they walk and all their troubles and it's very dramatic and whatever. And this is turning this into a bit of a comedy, into a bit of a, um, I think the fact that for me it was so funny and so light on its way and so sweet made the, it, it colored the issue in a way that I wouldn't have expected. And I really appreciated that. Um, I think the sweetness is a good, uh, it's a great asset for the movie. Mm-hmm. I will agree with you that it, that I can see totally why it's truly a matter of taste. Because you know, for you it was boring. For me, it was kind of hilarious. But I I understand that a lot of people will watch this or could watch this and be like, "What the hell is going on? Like, is this supposed to be funny?" But I just thought everything was. I don't know. It just tickled my funny bone somehow. Like um, mm-hmm. when when they are um i don't know just at the beginning when he uh is breaking up with his with his wife and he puts the wedding ring on the table i just thought that was just funny in itself it's like and it's also telling us a lot about what's going on and then uh, i don't know it's just done with such a lack of sentiment or like emotion you know what i mean it's so deadpan that i think i love that kind of thing so i think that's why i was super into this uh in terms of it being funny, I feel like a lot of the things that they say, like the woman who wants to go to Mexico to practice the hula and things like that, I thought were hilarious. And the scene at the restaurant where they try to make it a sushi place, I think that is the the centerpiece almost of the comedy in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I I don't know. I, 
I was actually like more because that I think I felt like when you described that scene uh, in our best of the year, I felt like you talking about it was funnier than mm. actual the actual scene. Like when you were talking about it, I was laughing. Mm. But watching it, I maybe I was just a little bit. It, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like. I, I mean, just, it's so it's so understated in the movie itself, right? Everything is so mm-hmm. understated, and I think um, that's a little bit what he's saying, right? Showing, I feel like he's showing this, like the contrast between this, like totally dull, understated life in Finland, compared, like, with this whole drama, and then that this guy has lived in Syria, and how it's a totally different environment and the and the struggles of these two men are totally on totally different levels right like one is trying to open a silly restaurant and the other is trying to like survive yeah that's true that's true i mean i liked uh, it better once the sister uh got involved because i don't know i liked i thought their relationship was really sweet and interesting and and you could tell that she had mixed feelings about getting sent uh get uh you know get going on this uh this with this uh i don't know going back to her brother you could tell she had some mixed feelings Mm -hmm. about the whole situation and i thought that was interesting it kind of reminded me a little bit of have have you ever seen the band's visit uh yeah when back when it came out a long time ago but yeah i remember it the it's the band that comes to visit Israel, right? Or Egypt yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And so you have the uh um the different you know, the different culture clashes and different things and, and uh you know, that movie definitely has some boring parts, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh it uh it also has a sweetness to it and uh, uh and it does have some quite funny scenes. Uh mm-hmm. I don't know, it mm-hmm. reminded me a little bit of that. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that from what I remember. Um, yeah, I, I thought that Khalid was the best character in the movie. Mm-hmm. He is the he is a refugee guy, and um, I, I would agree with that. I think he is very. Uh, I mean, I don't know he was very endearing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, watching it again, I, I had forgotten in my mind that they crossed paths way earlier in the movie than I. Than they actually do. I remember the, them getting together and Khaled working in the restaurant much earlier. But when I was rewatching it this time, I was like, "There is most of the movies they're just apart, and they really just get mm-hmm. together in like the last like thirty minutes or so, or even less." Yeah. Um, which I thought was interesting. Although I I I feel like everything that happens in the restaurant for me is very funny. Just like when the inspectors come and the and the. Also, the, the past owner who didn't pay them any money and then all the employees lining up with the new boss to try to get some advances. I don't know. I, I just found that very funny for some mm-hmm. reason. I, I guess it's just my kind of humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the interesting thing because, you know, I, I, I lo- if you look at a movie that I think is really funny that a lot of people think is really boring is uh, Napoleon Dynamite. A lot of people don't like that movie, but I think it's hilarious. And, uh, and I just, I love Napoleon as a character because I think his life is actually really terrible, 
and yet he is he finds things to be really excited about and hmm. and uh and i think his dance at the end is really tr- actually triumphant and and sweet and i just really i love that movie but mm-hmm. other people think it's super boring and so it you know i i get it uh but yeah i think we all have our, our pet you know taste things or those sort of like kinds of stories or kinds of things that speak to us i think you know, hearing you talk about Great Gardens last month and now talking about Napoleon Dynamite, I think you definitely are very interested and respond to stories of people making the best of their situations. You know, how mm-hmm. Napoleon and, and little Edie kind of like try to find ways in order to like just cope with everything that they have going on in their lives. Um, and just like, I feel like I have a, a sort of most like an innate response to stories that are told in this way, like Other Side of Hope, or like even uh, That Don't Die, or like you said, like Wes Anderson movies, uh, in which the characters are are so uh, uh, understated and reserved, right? It's that kind of humor that speaks to me in, in, in many ways, not just because I think it's funny, but I think I relate with that sort of um, understateness and that sort of like... Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe I just have a fantasy of hoping that the world... I feel like in a lot of these movies, the characters just say what they mean straight out and are not, like, dancing around the bush. And maybe I'm just, like, hoping of a world in which, for me, it would be much simpler if people just told me straight to my face what what they're trying to say instead of me having to decode everything they're saying sometimes. Um, and that's also funny because they, I, it's obviously not how the world works. So I think, to me, it's really funny to see people just, like, straight up say things that they wouldn't usually say Mm -hmm. yeah and i can like that too like you know one of my favorite movies of all time is juno and that's very much her character she just says whatever's on her mind but uh but it yeah it's a weird thing it's it's hard to quantify what makes us laugh you know and what Mm -hmm. makes us kind of invested in a story uh it's it's definitely it's a weird thing yeah, I mean, I think I would have liked this movie a lot more if it had been a drama, uh, because those are the parts that were m- more interesting to me, particularly once the sister comes in involved. But uh, yeah, especially that middle section, I found very rough. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. why don't we move on to our to our next section and the question? One of the two questions that we ask every time we do this podcast. Um, what do you think makes this a Criterion film? You know, it's, I, I've been thinking about that and I mean, it's certainly very relevant and has a bit of an indie charm to it, but I don't know if it really feels a ton like a Criterion release to me just in the, cause even in the like the dead don't die has like i wouldn't be surprised if that becomes a criterion because it has even though i didn't enjoy it it has a a, like a a quirkiness to the filmmaking in the in the sort of the style and like breaking the fourth wall and stuff like that Hmm. i don't think this does and there wasn't really anything in the filmmaking itself uh that screen criterion to me it, it felt pretty basic as far as the 
cinematography and the i don't know the other stuff and so i guess it's just that deadpan is is why it's a criterion i don't know i i i kind of wondered why uh it mm. aside from being a like if you a foreign film uh i don't know i kind of wondered why it ended up being a criterion uh i think actually i'm almost on the opposite end of you i think the reason why it's in criterion it's because uh Kar- Aki Karismagi has such a specific uh, point of view and specific style to his filmmaking. Um, I think what you are seeing as basic, I think, is kind of intentional or, you know, I think he has a very deliberate way of staging things in sort of like long and kind of like a little bit slow shots and um, very... Um, uh, I feel like inelegant movements a lot of the time, you know, like things that look silly that another director would uh, almost like cut, put it like a different scene or a different cut in, in order to make things look a little cooler, a little smoother. He just lets them play out in, in real time so that you can see stuff that you like, you know, like people opening uh, drawers and, and taking stuff out of them that, you know, usually you like cut to a close up of the drawer so that you see, so that it's much more dynamic. And he just like sees you look at how silly the, the movement is of just like doing mundane things. And I think that is part of a little bit of the comedy that I find in it and in his style. And I think that is why he is a criterion uh, level director because he's, he, and he also has such a specific. Uh, way of doing his movies I think it's a recurrent thing for him to do this sort of like deadpan silly comedy and mix it with very melodramatic uh, arcs Um, I've seen some of his other movies that are on the channel right now uh, and and they always have this sort of like very sentimental uh, uh, sometimes very tragic events towards the end of the movie and um, despite being very silly very uh, you know, like droll comedies. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I I don't know. Maybe I'm too colored by the fact I just didn't enjoy it. So maybe, but I don't know. I just felt like there. W- it seemed it seemed very perfunctory to me. I I didn't see anything that was like really cinematic about it. But uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. It, obviously, they did. So they made it a criterion. So there you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> yeah um yeah it could also be the fact that that there's been other directors you know he started working way back in the day like in the 80s or maybe even 70s um mm. but um you know but i think there's a lot of directors that are popular now that have been influenced by him like i feel like Wes Anderson's style has a lot to do with this sort of thing and also um like Yorgos Lantimos and something like The Favorite or The Lobster and things like that um, have some of his uh, quirkiness to them. Oh, I can see that. That's interesting. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, so keeping that in mind, where do you think this, uh, what would you rank this in our pretentious scale, which is uh, where we decide if a movie is, uh, where does it fit? in our expectations with something being either pretentious but worth it or is it like just too pretentious so like give it a pass or is this something that it's not pretentious or you know what what do you think 
I didn't think it was pretentious, uh, but you know, I I'd probably give it like a like a four out of ten mm-hmm. as far as my score, uh, my ranking. But I didn't think it was pretentious really um, at all. I don't see any pretentious about it. Yeah, I was wondering about that because I think there is like a specific artiness to it, but I think also it kind of undercuts everything that is that could be pretentious about it, either with the humor or either with like being very, um, you know, not like going into super dramatic or super, uh, like you were talking about the dead don't die. Like it's never like super underlining its message or like giving like big speeches or anything like that, right? Yeah, so, no, never. Yeah, so I think, it, yeah, so I think I would put it in a, in a pretty unpretentious um, point in the scale, I guess the part where we divide ourselves is, um, I would say it's worth watching and you maybe not so excited about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't for me, but, you know, I can see uh, see another point of view for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say if you if you know that you like this kind of humor, if you feel like you have this particular... Uh, unconventional funny bone to yourself of uh then give it a try um and i mean it's a very sweet movie regardless so if it sounds at all interesting to you i would say watch it it's not that long and it's very sweet and and in my opinion it's very funny and then you can make up your mind for yourself it is really interesting because people they always give you know all the big awards to the for the most part to the dramas mm-hmm. but i think it's way easier to make someone cry than it is to make them laugh it's so mm-hmm. it's so hard <laughs> it is hard but it, it is also very 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 subjective right even more so than yeah. drama so i guess yeah. maybe they're like dividing themselves you know like yeah. just last year like everyone who i could count on both hands like as many people that really loved the favorite and thought it was hilarious and people who like totally didn't get it and were like what's what's going on here you know yeah Um, right uh, yeah and very true so yeah um so why don't you tell us what you're gonna pick next time which since it's your time to yes so it's gonna be really fun actually for me so we're gonna do a room with a view the adaptation by uh, merchant ivory of the ian forster novel and it's gonna be fun for me because i am i got to pick this month for uh, july for our the book club i'm in and Mm -hmm. i this was my pick for the book so i'm going to be kind of hosting if you might say uh discussions on both the book and the movie so that's going to be a fun experience and i love both i i love ian forster's writing i think he's who was he was great and uh and i love this this movie and it has what i think is one of the great kisses and all movie done oh okay very exciting so we're gonna have a little bit of double dipping on your part i i um yeah that sounds really like a lot of fun i'm looking forward to hearing what people say in your book club i haven't read the novel and i've actually actually haven't seen the movie before but i'm very excited because i really like howard's end and the remains of the day which are other merchant ivory collaborations and howard's end was also an ian forster novel so um, I, yeah, another novel that I love and movie, uh, yeah. also and also that was um, Merchant Ivory. So mm-hmm. uh, a great great team, and this one's a little more I think escapist um, and than either of 
those movies but uh it's great and uh, it has an has a very very early daniel j lewis performance and that's a lot mm-hmm. of fun and yeah. uh so yeah it'll be i'm looking forward to talking about it yeah and i do love some romantic daniel day lewis which he hasn't really done that much in in recent i mean he did phantom thread but that's kind of like a, a little bit of a twisted romance mm. um but you know like the Age of Innocence or like My Beautiful Laundrette, movies like that that he, that he did when he was starting out were very romantic and I think he's really good in those roles. Yeah, he takes a in this one he takes a, a small role uh, and really uh, makes it makes it stand out quite a bit. So it, it's it's really good and you've got Maggie Smith who's always amazing and Helena Bonham Carter mm-hmm. so I, I really enjoy it, and it'll be fun to talk about for sure. All right, very exciting. So join us next month for A Room with a View. Yes. In the meantime, um, I guess we'll have to tell people where to find us. Yes. So yeah, uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media and iTunes and on YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, you can give us your ratings and reviews. Really appreciate that. And if you're listening on YouTube, you can give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. And, uh, and I'm also available on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's pretty fun. Great. And if you want to find me, you should probably go on Twitter and search for uh, Coco Hits New York. And you can also follow me on Letterboxd at Conrado Falco is my name. Great. All right. Well, great. Well, this was really fun. And uh, it's always it's always interesting. It's interesting when we agree. It's also interesting when we disagree. So, uh, yeah. So this was a lot of a lot of fun. And let us know what you think of The Other Side of Hope. What kind of comedies uh, make you laugh the most? Uh, and what kind of, what do you think of a sort of a deadpan uh, type of humor uh, let us know that would be really interesting and uh, and yeah and we'll look forward to next month absolutely see you next time okay. bye bye